Hello and welcome to PropCast, the leading podcast on the property world from Blackstock Consulting. I'm Anna Beketov, and today I'm delighted to have as our guests Hattie Walker-Arnott and Johanse Harper from the ULI's Young Leaders Mentorship Programme. Now, I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with the work of the Urban Lands Institute, which is the world's oldest and largest network of cross-disciplinary real estate and land use expert, but you might not know about their mentoring programme. The mentoring programme was launched just under a decade ago in order to provide a unique opportunity for young real estate professionals to learn from industry veterans. The programme matches young professionals and industry leaders working in the built environment in order to exchange knowledge, build networks and guide professional development. The programme is successful in enabling a more diverse workforce within the property industry and gives people who might not normally have opportunities and vital networks needed in order to progress. Today we wanted to really look in depth at the mentorship programme and talk specifically about how mentorship can be an enriching and potentially life-changing experience both for the mentee and the mentor. So Johanse Yo is an associate partner at Quadrant Estates and is delivering half a million square feet of office buildings across London and also lectures at Goldsmiths UCL and UCEM. Hattie is head of spaces at Flowspace and is creating on-demand workspaces throughout London. Um, and both came to the built environment from very different backgrounds, but both came to the ULI Young Leaders Programme after having their own transformational experiences as ULI mentees. So, Yo, do you want to start by telling us about how you came to be involved in the programme? Yeah, sure. So I started by... Um I was looking for a mentor that had a senior caliber. I didn't have any uh, networks in the industry and I wanted to, to really connect in and get some advice on how to move into my career. And so I heard about the ULI mentorship, went with it, and I was matched with the MD of Morgan Stanley. And it, it opened up my perspective and how I looked at things so much that it's just been a journey from that. And Hattie, how did you come to join the ULI? I actually joined the ULI specifically because of the mentorship program. Um, I saw that that was a really valuable way to meet people outside of your day-to-day working life. Um, I came from quite a traditional surveying background and was interested to widen that, that experience. So, Yo, can you talk us through the mentoring program, sort of how it works from start to finish and who is eligible for it? Yeah, so the eligible candidates are anyone from university age up to more than 10 years experience. And after that, you go into the next program. Uh, The application process is essentially matching what your criteria are in terms of what you're looking for in a mentor. That could be both in terms of the industry that they work in or what you're trying to get out of the group. So that could be for networking purposes, career progression and whatnot. And then you link through that purpose. You can also have homogenous groups in terms of people who work in the same industry as you, in terms of your mentees, or um, groups of diverse characters from planners to architects to lawyers and the whole range. And I think you mentioned that you were you were going to expand the program to university showed, university students. Um, is that something that you are looking to do next? Yeah. So previously, we normally started with graduates starting out in their career, going all the way up to ten years, as I mentioned before. But now we're actually looking to involve students because that that gap between is a really angst filled gap, and we think that a, a mentor can really help that. And, it, and equally, some of our mentees can complete the circle by mentoring those those new candidates. And so you can have a young mentee who's actually even mentored by someone else the program so it can work both ways yeah great and so who are the mentors for this year's applicants so we have a really nice um variety of very senior people so we've had the ceo of patron capital um the md of morgan stanley um and a number of other people from very big name organizations who are either in senior lead who are sorry who will who are in senior leadership positions 
And so um, what are some of the key things you think that you got as a, as a mentee and that you hope that the mentees um, in the next 12 months will, will also get? So the unusual thing about this mentorship program is that you have, um, it's a group mentorship. So you have the mentor and then there'll be three or f- three to five mentees. And so for me, that's given like two really good sides because you obviously have the very senior experienced wise views of the um mentor but it also builds relationships across with your mentees and with people who you might not meet in your day-to-day life and I mean I've learned I've learned so much both from the mentors and the mentees um on a very practical level I remember one of our one of my mentors was one of the developers of arguably London's most high profile office building which launched last year um and so you know he was telling us like the really detailed um process of building a building of uh, a million square feet and um how the like financials work with the construction contracts and how they had to manage all of their um like delivery processes throughout London, which if you're interested in that kind of thing, is really interesting. <laughs> um, very cool. So yeah, so there's like the really kind of very specific mm. um, industry knowledge. It's almost like a backstage pass to how like really senior <laughs> people are thinking. And they're like, yeah. things you just don't get to see or hear. And also like the development process is so long. And so most people, you know, it takes, let's say four years to build a building generally like, start to finish. And so getting to understand some of that process without having to live it was invaluable. Um, So yeah, on that side, there's like the technical know-how, which is amazing. But then also from uh, one of my fellow mentees uh, was an architect who taught herself how to code and was really interested in like the merging of architecture and tech. And that completely opened my eyes to tech. And I hadn't really... Maybe I hadn't thought it was possible to get that involved when you're doing working in one industry to get so involved in something else. But she completely made me realize that this is something that's open to learn about. And so building those sideways relationships as well as your relationship with a very senior person is, mm. yeah, eye-opening. And I think, yeah, you sort of mentioned that it, it allowed you to engage with a different range of communities. So you would, you'd see the people who built buildings from all different angles and all yeah. different sides. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so I've had groups before with planners, architects, lawyers, and you're all working on the same project, but you're looking at it from very different angles and the considerations that you're putting into the building are very different. And when you get an understanding of where someone else is coming from, you could then make your output that much more tailored and get a better output for the whole team, frankly. Mm. And one thing I also love on the flip side of that is um, with some of my mentors for some sessions, we've focused a bit more on like, career progression or problems that you have in your like relationship with your manager or something like that and it's those problems are so universal so you have in so many ways you've got all these different experiences that you can educate each other but then you can also share um common Mm. common issues i think the thing about is as well as you can be honest when you're in a work environment with your manager, you can't say at the range of things because there's some things that are politically just not appropriate to say in, in the work environment. But when you're with people who can actually hold you to standard and tell you honestly and bluntly, that's not a smart thing or that's a, that's the thing that you should do, it, it makes it just a more um, 
rounded experience. Mm. So, I mean, it's obviously a completely unrivaled experience for the mentees themselves. Mm. Um, but what about the mentors? Um, what, what can they get out of it? I think it's an insight into how young people are thinking as well. So I think it's, it, it's, it goes both ways because it's a conversation. And so you have people coming to you with, a, with the issues that are facing them in that day. And when they're managing whole teams, they get a better insight and into the honest look of what their typical employees thinking without actually going out and forcing their employee to awkwardly say something to their manager that they don't want to say. Mm. Yeah, and I think, um, not to generalise, but one of my mentors was in his 60s and I presented a session on prop tech and he um, seemed very enthusiastic and keen and appeared to have learned a lot from that. And so, you know, maybe if you've been in the industry for 50 odd years, you might not have you not, might not yet be super engaged in prop tech or understand how people are thinking about it so they learn from you as well yeah, yeah. and I, another example I just thought about actually about the university students is um, so one of London's biggest occupiers from um, last year was TikTok like <laughs> taking the most <laughs> office space basically um, I don't even understand TikTok to be honest and so actually having that younger crowd helping you understand like what is TikTok what is Depop who are these people now who are taking our who are taking office space who are occupying our cities and how do we shape our cities to uh, serve them Mm. it allows you to move with the times (laughs) exactly and ultimately the mentors are getting to give back you have all this Mm. you talked about the longevity of these projects and how all the knowledge that they build up over that period they get to give that as a gift to the younger generation Mm. and so it's it's nice to feed that back and and so you can see in their faces they're like they appreciate doing that yeah it feels nice so we have lots of discussions at Blackstock about um, how the property industry can become more diverse. Um, often we describe it as pale, male and stale. <laughs> and it's been that way for far too long. Um, what role do you think schemes like the ULI Young Leaders Mentorship Programme have um, in helping to diversify the industry? I mean, in simple terms, it allows you to plug into a direct network. I came from architecture. I studied at UCL. We didn't have a massive inbred network in the property. And coming to the ULI, I paid £115 to essentially get the numbers of CEOs and have them in my phone and allow them, like, that I could call on a Sunday morning to talk about like how I felt about something that I was going into the next, the next day or for call for breakfast or whatnot. Um, so yeah, it just allows you to plug directly into that network and benefit from it. There's no, mm. there's, you don't, there's no nepotism to it. Yeah. And what about the application process itself? If what, what advice would you give to those who are looking to ap- apply this year? Um, please share as much detail with us from, from what you want from the program. So we try to uh, make it as tailored as possible. As Yo said, um, you can either be with people of all the same background. So if you're all in real estate finance and you just want to talk to finance people, then that's we can do that. If you want to benefit from this really interesting and diverse group, you can do that as well. Um, we also broadly group people into their kind of experience categories so you're with people at a similar level um, so you're probably going through some of the similar struggles mm. so you know maybe people making that leap from um, being managed to being a manager and things like that so you can share experiences so yeah just let us know what um, what you want out of the program and we'll do our best to match match mm. it for you I think once you join, it's about being honest and coming to the group as an open forum because you get the most out of it in that way. And so if you bring your actual issues and give your actual feedback, you just gain so much more from it. And it takes a while to, to, to warm up to because it's not something that's natural in the industry when you're professional to, mm. to be fully open about those things. And these circles are exactly what that's for. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like people are in, in need of networking after so long, just kind of yeah. <laughs> being at home over Zoom. It's yeah. nice that they can actually meet people in real life and have those opportunities. Mm. Yeah, for um, sure. And that reminds me, actually, we would always take a kind of Chatham House rules approach. Like everything that is said within the group is very much private to the group. And that's really nice and trusting. And it, it really allows people to open up. You, mm. know, you know that like your boss is not going to get told about something you said. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a small industry. <laughs> it's a small industry, exactly. It's not impossible that yeah. those things could Therapy happen. Therapy for the property industry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> we should rebat it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is some of the advice that you've been given by your mentors that you found particularly helpful? I mean, there's, there's such a broad range, but what I was really surprised by the program was the advice that I heard other people getting. And because you're in a group mentorship, there are things that you just don't deal with yourself. But one of my, um, semi, my group mentees was um, pregnant and she was going th- and it was advice on mat leave. I'd never considered mat leave or understood the implications of it on your career. But hearing the mentor deal with that with her, like for the period of a year was really insightful. And now I understand that from both a manager's perspective and a person who, if you in the future goes through that, will understand the range. Yeah, that's invaluable. Um, for me, again, so many different things, but um, one thing that really stood out was that one of my mentors, who was a very successful developer in a very um, corporate environment, Um, had actually left that to start his own very innovative residential development business. And that made me realise that I didn't have to take that kind of role too early on. I think there's a bit of an attitude at the moment that like, if you're going to do something, you've got to do it in your 20s. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, you see every other day, there's a new CEO of this business or that business. And it was very encouraging to me to really understand that actually having, you know, this guy was in his 40s and having um, decades of experience would actually then maybe help to lead to build something new and innovative in the future and it wouldn't prevent from doing that I was I was nervous about going to a corporate environment and and getting trapped in it frankly so that was a really good um insight to see and I think that hindsight is the 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 key thing in all of this because they they get to essentially hold you to a standard and apply it to you and your because they know you and use the hindsight of all those years and kind of give you advice and hold you to those standards and that's you just don't get that very easily so to wrap up, I want to ask you the ultimate property question. What is your favourite building and why? Uh, mine would be the Barbican. Um, I loved how it, they viewed or tried to encourage society to interact with each other in between the, the social spaces, the educational spaces, the cultural spaces. And I think they really tried to break the mould. And I think they it's Marmite, but I personally think they succeeded in doing so. And what's interesting about this is that I think, you know, you love it very authentically, mm. whereas I think um, some people are taught to love it. But it sounds like you from your very first time that you went there. Yeah, I mean, I, I was foreign to the country, so I never actually knew what the Barbican was. I was a terrible architecture student, so I didn't read up the history of it. <laughs> and so when I finally got there, I was like, this is amazing. And I explored it and kind of discovered it in an organic way. And yeah, I just loved it ever since. And Hattie, what's your favorite building? Okay. Um, for me, obviously, that's like an impossible question. But ultimately, I would say the Royal Academy. Um, they had an amazing refurbishment a couple of years ago, which completely stripped it back to its authentic, original um, self and purpose. And it's very, um, it's an inspiring and calm environment to be in, in the middle of hustling, bustling London. 
nice. So I think if you're if you're under the age of 35 and as passionate about buildings as you two are, you should absolutely apply for the program. Um, the deadline, which was 6th of September, has now um, been pushed back to the 13th of September. So we've got a bit more time to get applications in. Um, so if you know anyone um, or yourself are interested, just head to ULI's website and you can apply through there. Thank you both so much for joining me. I've been your host, Anna Bekatov, and you've been listening to PropCast. For more fascinating discussions with some of the key figures in the built environment, you can subscribe to PropCast on Spotify, SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts.